Hello and welcome to this Cresfest world. My name's Neil Adam and I'm your host. Cresfest is a music festival which takes place early in April every year in Creswick, a small country town near Ballarat in country Victoria, maybe 90 minutes out of Melbourne. Organising a music festival in a small town puts you in touch with all kinds of interesting people. Some are local, some are not. Some are musicians and some are not. Some of the chat is about music and some is not. Today, in episode 10, you're going to hear me talking with Lucy Wise, Australian singer-songwriter who's performed at each of the first two Cresfests. Lucy's toured across Australia and overseas in the States and UK with her music. I should state up front that I've known Lucy and her family since she was a very young person, so when she told me one time that she'd had a mental health episode, of course, I was concerned for her. In the years since then, Lucy and I have occasionally caught up And when I started doing this podcast, she agreed it might be a positive thing for others to hear her being open about her health situation and how she's managed it. I think it's really amazing to hear Lucy talking about uh, how she's turned this situation into a positive learning experience for herself. And I think it's wonderful that she wants to pass that on to other people. So I hope you enjoy it. If any of what follows leads you to have concerns for yourself or anyone else, please call Beyond Blue 1300 2246. 36 or Lifeline Australia on 13 11 14. Now over to Lucy. I guess the little uh, seed for the idea to to start sort of talking um, at festivals and things about mental health and music I guess was um, a friend of mine, a mutual friend of ours, Alex Stefan, who's a wonderful poet um, based in Darwin and um, they and I um, put together a, a show for Darwin Fringe um, talking about our, both of our journeys with mental, mental illness, mental health and, um, and it was a really wonderful experience. We ended up winning Best Spoken Word and Ideas show at Darwin Fringe. So it was just a huge um, hugely powerful experience to, um, for the first time for me, uh, sort of talk openly with an audience about my journey. Um, and both of us actually, uh, you know, Alex had done a fair bit in, in their poetry, but, um, so yeah, uh, that's kind of where it started. And, and so decided to, um, sort of carry that idea to Cresfest on your invitation and um, ended up doing sort of a, a conversation in, in the little courthouse with, with Monique Claire and we chatted about our experiences. Monique and I are both on our own journeys of, of um, I guess, um, including our whole life experience in our art, I guess. And so um, we both sort of talked a bit about that about openness and emotional including I guess your emotional experience in in your art but also in your performing and what that means and how it can be scary at first starting to do that for the first time Um, but incredibly rewarding I guess we've both shared the experience of of 
starting to, I guess, be open with the people who come to see us and, um, and write about things that are challenging to write about and sing about. Um, and we've both been on a bit of a journey of it at first feeling quite scary to do, but feeling important at the same time. So we keep doing it. And um, I guess we're still on that journey and yeah, it still feels very worth it. It feels very meaningful because, because audiences are increasingly worth both finding that audiences are very, very appreciative of honesty and authenticity um, in this time of social media and um, sort of presenting yourself as, you know, some character who's perfect and amazing and wonderful. <laughs> I don't know, like, there's a lot of pressure to be someone you're not in the world of social media and a lot of us are in that in that and so to hear I guess to hear an artist talk openly gives people um, permission to do the same in their own lives something that she's taught me sort of in the time like that that show at Cresfest sort of connected us and we we've been chatting sort of since mm. semi regularly and um, something that she has been like I learn a lot from talking to other artists and she's taught me that like sharing is not only about it's not only serving yourself it's not about not a hundred percent about um purging your difficult feelings in front of people but it's it's really um it's much more than that and I guess um, yeah, I guess hearing from our audiences, both of us have had the experience of realising it's um, the purpose is um, doing something for other people as well because it's, it's kind of about like uh, showing people that you don't have to be ashamed of having difficult experiences. You know, it can take time to recover from some from many things, you know, for me, um, you know, I had an episode of psychosis and then a year later I had another one and what that meant was the recovery time was very long. It was about seven years, six or seven years until I started to feel like myself again. So, but I guess I say that because it is possible to recover and you and I have had this chat is like it's very important to realize these things do pass with you know if if you have um, I guess well thankfully in Australia we can access pretty good care mm. we're very lucky and um, I guess yeah, that's that's right. Is is like it can take time, but we we can really heal, and we can heal very very deeply, and um and become better for it, you know. Yeah. So it's it's actually a wonderful. I I, I actually think it's kind of it's kind of a gift, um, that I got so sick because otherwise I wouldn't have 
had to do the work that I've done, you know. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, all the stigma and all the shame surrounding mental illness, like you say, is, is so harmful. And the notion that once we're broken or um, defective or whatever, whatever these labels make us feel, you know, um, once we're that, we're that forever. We're, we're sort of told a lot that once someone's really unwell or they seem really lost or something that they're never going to find their way back. I think it's just it's just part of, I guess, how our society treats um, mental illness and there's a lot of fear about it. When I looked around in the audience at your gig with Monique, I think there were a number of people there, judging by the questions that, that came to you, there were a number of people who were there because they were unsure of their own mental health and were wanting some form of assistance. And the queue of people that waited to speak to you afterwards was um, testimony in its own way to the, well, I guess I would call it confusion mm. that, that lives in our society about this and about how it can be managed. Yeah. And it, it needn't, maybe it could be the truth that even for very serious illnesses like psychosis or perhaps if there weren't all the shame and fear around these illnesses, perhaps it wouldn't take so long to recover, you know? Yeah. Perhaps they would be more like little blips in our path. You describe yourself as having gone through a number of years uh, until you were, however you describe it, feeling like 100% again. Um, uh, but you continue to do gigs and you continue to travel and tour and, um, you know, to outside observers, this looked like a, a really competent young professional performer doing what really competent young professional performers do. So, I mean, e even to say that it took a, a long time to recover doesn't mean that your life had to be, um, I don't know, uh, narrowed in any sense yeah life life didn't stop I guess like well you know I did have to over those years I did have to find different ways my approach before that had been very about perfectionism and very about achievement and um, those things are very hard on an artist <laughs> they're really they're really um, it's great to strive for excellence and we can do that without being perfectionistic, you know. We can, we can do great things without putting pressure on ourselves. And it took me a long while to learn that, you know. Um, and unfortunately, I guess, we're not often taught that in the way we're taught music. You know, we pick up these ideas along the way that, um, that we need to drive ourselves really, really hard in order to achieve what we want to achieve. And I'm not saying I'm a slacker and that I, <laughs> that, that I don't work hard, but you know, like, um, I guess, uh, yeah, that, that journey has been sort of trying out all sorts of different things to sort of find how to do this music thing um, in a way that's really kind to myself and kind to other people and, um, uh, accepting of, I guess, all the many facets of what it is to be a human being, I guess. 
you know. Because yeah. I think I think if we're very if we don't allow ourselves to make mistakes or explore things or um you know that actually narrows us too, you know. cold winds after having a conversation with someone who had been through the same kind of thing I'd been through and I'd never met anyone who'd had that experience before like never actually chatted to someone I'd heard about other people in my community who'd who'd had psychosis but um but this was chatting with someone who and we we were sharing whoa like we had such similar qualities to the experiences we had um so yeah that that experience um it showed me that um I needn't be ashamed of what I went through because someone else had been through the same thing and I feel like Monique and I have both had our own different versions of that journey you know and that I wasn't alone in having experienced that. I mean, sort of all these songs on the new album feel like, yeah, sort of touching on deep feelings. And like you say, yeah, I guess there are different forms of songwriting and I would love to be able to do the journalistic kind of songwriting as well. And maybe that's that's a challenge. I can. But I guess we always put a little bit of ourselves into even that kind of song, I reckon. But um, I wrote a song for my younger sister, Rowie, called Feel It All. Mm. That sort of that sort of talks about how being an artist means that you feel things quite deeply, even from a very young age, and um, and yeah, seeing that in my sister and and sort of speaking to that. You know what I've got sitting here in front of me? Because <laughs> I I knew that I was going to have this conversation with you. I'm looking for the year. Oh, it's 1999. And this is your mum's album, yes. Louisa Wise, <laughs> This Blue World. I don't know if anybody <laughs> else 
has pointed out to you the um well it's not really a similarity of title is it but it is a um <laughs> got blue, it's got blue in there <laughs> it's definitely definitely yeah. Yeah. You know that you know that album of Louise's. Uh, mm. I, I told her this um, uh, at, at your wedding. Um, I told her that this album is one of the ones. You know, it's now twenty four years old. It I play it repeatedly here. You know, we had that lovely time when Louisa and your dad and Judy and I um, played at a couple of festivals. We kind of got together long distance and organized the material, had a quick practice and then went and did gigs as a four piece. And we had such a lovely time doing that. We had such a lovely time. And a couple of the songs on here uh, were in that repertoire. The Ballad of Grace and Sam, what a great song. This Blue World itself, that is a fantastic song. You can wonder till you're blue in the face how we came to this time and place. Whether we came from out of the blue or... That should have been a big hit. That should have set her up for life, that song. <laughs> it was a hit, hit maybe in the folk world, folk, the Australian festival. <laughs> <laughs> that should have turned your mother into 1999's Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I can't deny how much she's um, been an influence on me, I guess, from a really young age. Yeah. You know, Having a mum who writes the songs that she writes, um, yeah, I couldn't not try and do it myself <laughs> as a kid, you know. Um, yeah, I think like you that. weren't. I think you weren't given much of a chance. In, in my memory of, of <laughs> the house when you were all kids growing up, I have one abiding memory. It may not be a hundred percent accurate, but I think I've. You know, I think it's more or less accurate. I remember her getting you up before school for harmony singing practice downstairs before you went off on the school bus. <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's great. I think that shows a determination. And for goodness' sake, if you end up with three daughters who, at various stages in their lives, have been professional musicians, then uh, look, something worked there, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I like that. It's really funny, you know. Some people ask me that question as if there was some kind of coercion involved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of like did you have a choice as to whether <laughs> you know the, i guess like in a lot of modern parenting that maybe <laughs> maybe there's a lot more like letting the child decide what they want to do you know but it was actually very joyful we were swept up in music from a young age that's how i would describe it and um you know it's still a really big part of all our lives so i'm really grateful <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure were you conscious of uh, this blue world and your mother's inheritance when you were writing your new album? It's so funny that um, that you draw that parallel between you know into the blue and this blue world because like I it didn't actually occur to me at all um, <laughs> that you know um, blue is kind of a theme I guess for both mum and I because. As teenagers, we were both glued to Johnny Mitchell's Blue album. Yeah, so, of course. You know? So it's like, it's really funny. It's kind of, yeah, kind of full circle. And I, I guess I wasn't thinking about it, but um, but I have thought a lot about Joni Mitchell, who we both 
worshipped, you know, as young people. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I want to thank Lucy for that really honest and heartfelt conversation about mental health. It's not easy to talk so openly about these things and I just want to say how much I appreciated it. If any of what you've heard here today leads you to have concerns for yourself or anyone else, you can get help by calling Beyond Blue on 1300 22 4636 or Lifeline Australia 13 11 14. This has been This Chris Fest World and my name is Neil Adam. I hope you enjoyed today's show. That was an interview with Lucy Wise. She's always great to talk to. If you did enjoy the show, then please press subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast app. Lucy's songs on the show today were from her album Into the Blue, which won the Best Folk Work at the 2023 Music Victoria Awards. You can find out more about her at her website, lucywise.com.au. It seems appropriate to go out with Lucy's song, All the Streets, which has got her and her sisters and her mum singing harmony on it. See you next time.